Game Changers. We are back for episode eight of Purpose Potential Podcast. I am so excited. My girl, Charlotte A. Betts <laughs> is here in the studio with me. You guys, Charlotte is something like a hidden gem. She's just one of these people that just dropped in my life. And I have been so blessed just to know her and to call her friend. Charlotte is a mother. She's a wife. She's an entrepreneur. She is a storyteller. I'll read a little bit of your bio so that people can really, really know exactly who you are. And I'm not going to shortchange it either. Eloquent, charismatic, and effortless, persuasive are just a few words Charlotte's peers have used to describe her. Born in Africa and raised in Canada, the fluently trilingual, yes, y'all, trilingual <laughs> French, English, and Lingala expat now calls Chicago home. Formerly an advisor for a global multinational technology company, Charlotte has over 15 years of writing experience. She is a self-proclaimed content stylist, but I can validate that. And she has the ability to bring life to words. And this has allowed her to create one-of-a-kind campaigns for globally renowned brands in the technology, fashion, food, and household industries. Y'all, she's done campaigns for Country Financial, Eureka, Zappos, Nike Chicago, J. Jill, Illinois Lottery, 900 Shops. Yeah, Charlotte is like cringing over here in the studio because she does not let people know the street credit that she has, but she has it. And she's also been featured on the Jam, Windy City Live. So she is so, so official. Her and her husband are the owners of Pint Size Faith. It's a faith-based apparel line geared towards creating stylish pieces for the whole family. And most recently, she was featured in Essence with her faith-based apparel brand. Can you guys give it up for oh Charlotte? God. Can we have some, you know, imaginary audience applause? <laughs> Oh my gosh, Asia, you make me sound so good. Like. Oh no, like these are literally <laughs> the words of your life. I am so excited to have you. How you feeling today, Charlotte? I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk. I'm just ready. Let's do it. Yes. So you guys, I told Charlotte, but I feel like so honored to be allowed to help her tell her story today because she has like this perfectly curated online presence and not that she's being you know anything that she's not but there is so much to her and I've sat and just had a private conversation with her just about her life and I was like oh my goodness I am so inspired so you guys I want to take it all the way back because I read in Charlotte's bio that she is not even from the states and this is not even the you know second destination she was in Canada Right before this, so tell us a little bit about growing up in Africa and transitioning to Canada. So um, I was born in uh, Togo, Lomé, and um, my parents actually came here as diplomats. Well, not when I say here, I mean North America um, as diplomats. My dad worked for the uh, Togolese embassy; he was a treasurer there, and um, it, it's 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 wild because. I I don't really remember growing up there because I came to Canada so young. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Canada. Um, I used to live in, in Longueuil, which is a part of Montreal. Um, and when we moved to um, Ontario, which is the, um, I guess, the English-speaking part of Canada, I didn't, I didn't speak a word of English. <laughs> and so I learned um, how to speak English in uh, 1991. And the way we used to, my brothers and I, it was so funny. We used to sit there and watch the Cosby show and we wouldn't laugh because we didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so we, we learned, um, you know, we we're just determined to really learn how to speak English. And, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, the story behind us just settling in Canada forever, I guess, is because uh, my father, there was a dictatorship going on in um, Togo. So basically the, the, the president over there, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say you know how it is in Africa, but you don't. So <laughs> um, the government is not good. I'll just say that. And um, so they had sent a spy to Ottawa to work at the embassy where my father was. And my dad was the type of man that just, he said whatever he had on his mind. Like, he didn't care, you know? So he talked a lot about the government back home. So um, they had already assassinated his brother, which was my uncle. You could look that up. So we couldn't go back because they had already planned to take him out, right? Uh, so we, while well, he stayed this whole thing, we ended up, like, laying low in Montreal, got our Canadian citizenship, and we've been in Canada ever since. Um and basically, what brought me to um, to Chicago is my husband, <laughs> which I met on on BlackPlanet.com. Yes, husband. <laughs> um, in two thousand two, we dated long distance for about two, I think I want to say two three years, and then uh, we got married, moved to Chicago in two thousand seven. I've been here ever since. Now, y'all know Charlotte is a good thing because he found her online. I know, and that's right. <laughs> he had to move her right on over to the state. Actually, I found him. Okay, well, look. Well, look. Yeah, but yeah, so we've been married. Um, we celebrated 13 years in wow. October. And uh, I have two kids, Micah and Naraya, you know, they keep me um, busy. Yes, little celebrities. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That is amazing. So, okay, you just said a whole lot. You didn't speak a lick of English until 92. 91. 91. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so now you guys watch the Cosby Show and you laugh. Right, and right. we laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> so life coming to the States, you had already been in Africa and in Canada, and you arrived in United States. Was Chicago your first destination? It was. It was my, I mean, yeah, I lived, I've, I've never lived here before until I moved to Chicago. And when I say here, I mean the United States. And um, it was a culture shock for me because <laughs> it was just different. I mean, in Canada, things are different. People are friendly. Um, not to say that, you know, Chicagoans are not friendly. That's not what I'm saying. But it's completely different. And um, I, it, it took an adjustment. I came from a small town, Ottawa, um, Ontario, um, I didn't drive on the interstate here for like two years because it was too big for me. <laughs> so I would take the streets everywhere. And um, but now that I've been here for so long, um, I love it. I don't think I I, I I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I love that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your life professionally. So you are a content stylist. I also know you as a brand influencer. How long have you been writing, and was that something that you were always passionate about? I've always been passionate about writing, and I have to thank my father for that because growing up, it sounds so crazy, um, but we weren't we weren't allowed, like during summer breaks, like our friends would go outside and play. We weren't allowed to do that. We would like sit down and read books and write book reports to my father, you know? Wow. Um, but now that I think about it, it's really helped me develop a love for the right, like for writing. And that's where my love um, for writing comes from. But uh, yeah, I've, um, I've always 
enjoy writing. And I think that it's the part of storytelling that I really enjoy. Um, I've always read a lot of books and I just, I think there's beauty in, in reading and being able to share someone's story from your perspective, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so that, that's where, you know, it comes from. Yeah. yeah. So how does writing tie into your purpose? Storytelling. Um, I think that for me, not necessarily my own, here's, here's where it comes from. Knowing my own story and how wild it is and people don't really know about me, <laughs> surely other people have stories like this too, right? And so for me, I think that being able to share other people's stories from a creative perspective helps other people understand them and also empowers them to maybe follow their dreams or, you know, something along those lines. Beautiful. So... You have two beautiful kids. I do. I do. <laughs> Micah and Naraya, your husband, Trez. And um, they have this hashtag that I love. We the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me about how Pint Size Faith came about, your faith-based apparel company. So uh, Pint Size Faith came about, um, I was praying with Naraya, had Naraya, and, you know, I was looking for something cool for her to wear. And I wanted to be faith-based, but... I, my, my husband and I's approach to personal style is very minimal. We don't like um, cartoons and stuff. And if that's, I mean, if that's your thing, that's cool, but it's not mine, right? So um, we wanted to create some, we couldn't find, I couldn't find something that I was looking for for my daughter. And so I just decided to create um, Pine Size Faith, which was originally only for children. Um, and then the demand, it grew and people started asking for, um, for, you know, if we created adult things and things like that. So we were like, okay, cool. So we'll just go ahead and start doing that for adults as well. But, uh, you know, it just came out from, it came from a need, literally, and it's skyrocketed. Yeah, so I love Pint Size Faith. So I know. I'm super excited. Um, I need guys. to get you some new gear because you need to stop wearing that Jesus. You guys, <laughs> I wear this hoodie that Pint Size Faith produced about a year ago. And I still wear it. And Charlotte says every time I post a picture that somebody is in her DM, she's like, can you quit wearing this old stuff? Right. But you know what? We've actually brought it back just yeah. because of you, because people kept asking. So there's like about five on the website right now left. Love it. So, Asia, you you made us do this. I love that. (laughs) So talk to us about some of the sayings that you put on the apparel and the significance of those sayings to you. Okay. So um, for us, creating, it's not just about creating T-shirts. It's not for us. We don't consider ourselves just another T-shirt line. We are actually trying to make people understand the gospel. And there's a message. Every, we really say, we say that every, um, T-shirt that we have is like powered by the Holy Spirit, you know, because mm. that's where we get our our um, ideas from. But our um, debt-free one, it's a hoodie that we recently released, and it's basically saying that we, you, you don't have no, you you have no debt because Christ paid it all. Absolutely. Um, um, this one here that I will be done is actually going to release next month, and um, everything we do is based out of Scripture. We're not just there. We want to be able to, okay, so you're a Christian, right? You wear a brand. Someone's going to ask, well, what does that mean? And most likely that person's not saved if they don't know what that means, right? So it opens up the dialogue and gives you an opportunity to share your faith. And then you're planting a seed right there. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's the whole purpose. You know that Please Believe the Hype Jacket is my favorite. I know. I know. <laughs> and we actually include Please Believe the Hype uh, salvation cards 
in every package. So the French says, please leave the hype in the back is a salvation prayer. And we have that in French, um, in French, English, and in Spanish. So every time you, we ship that. it out, people have the opportunity. And this is exact, the reason why I did that is because this is how I came to faith. Mm-hmm. There was <laughs> this little guy in Ottawa. I, I think he followed me. I saw him everywhere I went, and he would always give me the salvation card constantly. And I'm like, look, like, who are you? Um, and one day I just, I just read it, and that's how he planted a seed right there. And that was like, I think I was like 15, no, I was 15 at the time, wow. and that stuck with me. And so I know for a fact that if that happened to me, surely it's a seed that we're planting to someone else, you know? Wow. So, I mean, I see that as purpose and action. I mean, just clearly without even having to read between the lines. But what would you tell somebody if they asked you, what is your purpose? Here's how I'm going to answer this. Um, I once had that question asked to me um, in regards to what my purpose was on another show. And um, I said, my purpose is to just just be me and just just be Charlotte Betts, you know, and um, really just do do the things that I was created to do, whatever they may be at whatever time. Does that, I mean, that, that, that's what I truly believe. Like right now, my purpose is to be in this room with you and, and do this podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> when I get home, my purpose is going to be be mom to Micah and Naraya and cater to them, you know, so... My purpose is Charlotte. Yes. It was very interesting when you were explaining the guy in Ottawa, Canada, that will follow you around with the salvation cart. And you said he planted a seed. But honestly, I think about you from the outside looking in. That's what you do through everything. You plant seeds. You are a storyteller. You're a content stylist. And, you know, you're planting seeds through this apparel. You're planting seeds through your blog. You're planting seeds in your kids. And, you know, um, I think you're a seed planter. Well, thank you. You know what? That's my purpose. (laughs) You you inspire. You inspire (laughs) in so many different ways. And through these various platforms that, you know, God has allowed you to take over, you inspire different audiences. So I'm glad to know you. Thank you. I'm glad to know you too, Asia. You're just such a, like, you're just amazing. You're a breath of fresh air. And I think that you, you're just a force. You're a force. Thank you so much, yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. So the company Pint Size Faith, I want to know, was this your first step into entrepreneurship? And did you always feel called to entrepreneurship? I actually do believe that I've been called to entrepreneurship. Um, this is my first, it's not actually... <laughs> Antoinette and I were just talking about this, how she would, I had uh, a styling business called Preface Agency and I wanted to be a stylist, but that didn't work out. I remember you that. Do? <laughs> I, that was before I knew you, but when you that said that, so oh funny. my goodness, I remember that. Yeah, so I had that, but that didn't, you know, that didn't work out. But um, I do believe that I've always been called to entrepreneurship, like even from childhood, my dad used to wake us up, well, me, actually it was always me, it was never my brother, it was just me. Um, he used to wake me up at 4 a.m. and go deliver the penny saver. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the I penny saver. I remember the penny okay. saver, too. So we would, like, we would do that then. I would, like, sell flowers on the street corners through this, like, um, <laughs> through this company in high school. And I've always had that, you know. But um, I think we recently had this conversation, you and I, in regards to entrepreneurship and how it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah. 
I so, used to think it was, but it's not because you have to be. Di- it it's a different level of discipline. Like yeah, <laughs> you have to have thick skin to be able to. Um, it's not glam. Right. You know, I was getting dressed this morning and I was just allowing the Holy Spirit to talk to me um, because you do have to allow him to talk to you. He's talking, but you have to open your ear to listen. Right. And um, one of the things that came to me was, are you in purpose or are you in business? Um, Let me rephrase that. Are you in business or are you in purpose? Hmm. And I say that to the point of what you said, because, you know, sometimes entrepreneurship does get very challenging, but I feel like what compels those who are really called to it to stay is the fact that they're in purpose more than they're in business. That's good. You know, when you are, you know, just doing something for the sake of just moving with the market, or if you feel that it's a trend that has come along and you just want to jump in on it, when stuff gets hard, you don't have a foundation to stand on. Exactly. But even when business gets challenging, when you're in purpose, you know that that's your foundation and you can just reinvent yourself um, in that moment to be whatever you need to be in that time. And, you know, it's more legacy focused mm-hmm. than just making a quick buck. So exactly. I love that. So Milk and Honey, tell us about that. Okay, so Milk and Honey actually started uh, when I had Naraya because I wanted a means to be able to keep up with my family back home. And so it was just me. It was kind of like a mommy and me blog. blog. We would dress alike and take pictures. It had no really deep meaning behind it, you know. And then that evolved as well. But um, earlier this year, actually, um, was it? Yeah, last year, I felt God call me to leave my job. And I was like, wait a minute. Say what now? Yeah, well, let's talk all about that. So that was about a year and a half ago. It was in May of 2018. Okay, and I was like, oh, I, I think that's, I think that's the enemy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I did it because obedience, and um, it was it's it, it's been an interesting journey. But it was something that I needed to do in order to be able to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, I was getting paid, spending money, yeah. like, <laughs> and um, it was a lesson in stewardship. And also, um, we're stronger than we think we are. Yeah. And we're not defined by money. And I had to, like, it completely shifted me, my mind, the way I looked at things and everything. And um, it taught me that, you know, God is truly my source. I lack nothing, you know, and I and I also have the ability to create the life that I want uh, with him. I love that. Um, I think that I was making my job my source, you know, and once that was taken away, it wasn't taken away. I decided to leave because of what God told me. And it was relentless. I don't know if you if God has ever told you to do something and you don't do it, you better do it because <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't let me be. And so then he also told me to shut down milk and honey. And that's why. There's more milk and honey, and he told me to switch it to Charlotte Betts. And now I understand why, because there are things that I'm working on that are going to be reflective of me alone, just my name, and not necessarily attached to milk and honey, which was limiting, but I didn't understand it back then. Yeah, and I know that was probably a little scary because, you know, we talked about you being a brand influencer and different campaigns that you've worked on, and I know milk and honey was that brand presence that you had that attracted you know, these different audiences and brands to you to even work with you. So let's just talk about, you know, that moment of transition. What were some lessons that you learned and what did it feel like in that moment for you? Here's here's how I see it. Um, 
I think that even throughout the Bible, you see a lot of times God changes people's names when they're calling to do something different, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at it. I look at it as, you know, okay, so God wanted me to leave whatever was behind. Uh, I, I still, it, it took a while for people to catch up because I, I mean, one of the mistakes I did when I transitioned my blog to, I didn't, to, to my name, I didn't keep, I didn't redirect my website to my new name. So basically people were typing in milk and honey and there was nothing there for like months and years. And then I had another, so I just had to switch it. But um, I, it was interesting. I, I had, I didn't get um, what I used to get with milk and honey because it was a shift. I was doing a lot of mom things on, with milk and honey and I'm not doing that as much with Charlotte. That's, mm -hmm. um, but I also feel that it was a transition that was needed into like my new identity for the things that I'm going to be um creating I, I don't know if that makes sense but it makes sense yeah absolutely <laughs> there are some things that are being introduced to you now that don't fit under the umbrella of milk and honey exactly so you have to broaden your scope and just be you because your purpose is being charlotte that's and that. it that's it <laughs> and so there are right. new assignments for you to accomplish so no that makes perfect sense so would you say that that transition from corporate america into entrepreneurship was the most defining purpose moment that you've had, or is there something else that has happened along your journey where you were like, this was nobody but God? Yeah, leaving my job was nobody but God. <laughs> uh, I would have never done it. I would have never done it. And um, But I also felt that being working for the technology company where I was, also, it was time for me to leave. I feel like I, I had learned what I needed to learn there to yes. be able to bring it to what I'm doing now, I learned customer service for my own brand. If there's one thing they do well, it's customer service. Uh -huh. So um, I learned that. I learned, you know, how to uh, deal with difficult customers and things like that. And just whatever I learned there, I think that every job or every place that I've been has been a, a stepping stone and a learning experience where I can go ahead and apply it for myself wherever it is that I'm going or where I'm going, what I'm doing. So Yes. And I want you guys to like really listen to that. What Charlotte just says is that every step that I had along my journey had purpose and I had to discern the transferable skills that will go with me into the next season. And so wherever you are on your journey right now, know that there is a reason for you being there and don't, you know, be so antsy that you don't allow yourself to learn those lessons or take from it and take with you what it is that you're supposed to. So absolutely. And I don't, I don't, I don't believe that you should quit your job to be an entrepreneur. I, I'm telling you, if I, if God hadn't told me to leave yeah. my place, my place of employment, I'd still be there. Um, so there's a big thing, unless God tells you to leave your job, don't leave your job because it's an entrepreneurship is not easy. <laughs> right. So if you have, you might, you may very well be at your job. Um, and you know, God is telling you to use this money that you're making to be able to apply to your next business. So don't be quick to follow what people do, do what works for you. Yes. Because you have to live beyond the social media. Exactly. We talk a lot about that here on Purpose Potential Podcast. Yeah. It, it is it is so much more than just, hey guys, I'm here. Or, hey guys, I'm in business. What are you standing on? And I also shared, you know, in one of my early podcasts, just my story of coming into entrepreneurship. I did it the wrong way in 2011 and had to do my first works over. And so the second time that it happened, I knew that it was God. And that's why I could trust that it would be successful, even 
through the rocky times. And so I like to say that, you know, do both until you can't do both anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we're just like, oh, my goodness, let me just jump in. Let me just quit this thing. But then you don't have as much figured out on the entrepreneurial side as you think you do. And the challenging part about being an entrepreneur is that you have to work and figure it out at the same time. Mm -hmm. Unless you have figured out how to make passive income products and do that, you have to work and bring in that cash flow and and it gets exhausting. Right. And you know, and so take that time while you are at your regular job where you can kind of hide under the radar, you know, figure some things out. Don't take that for granted just because you're so in a rush to be an entrepreneur. And also full-time entrepreneurs are not the only entrepreneurs. You can work your business on the side and still be an entrepreneur. And I think that it's this glorification that I just have to be doing this and this alone, that people don't feel validated as an entrepreneur unless it's their only thing. But what have we heard? That it takes seven streams of income to become a millionaire. So even millionaires aren't just doing one thing. So really just keep your ear to the throne and do not let people rush you into a decision that you're not ready for. I like that. So Charlotte, you are working on a documentary. This has come about after you were obedient to the instruction to switch over to Charlotte A. Betts as the brand. So tell us about Africaine. Okay, so this is an idea. I think I I spoke to you about this uh, last time we met. It's an idea I had since, was it like 2010 or 2011? Excuse me. Um, It's an idea I had since 2011. And I just wasn't ready to make it happen. And this year, guy was like, all right, cool. So here are the people that you're going to use. And everything worked out so perfectly. So it set out to come out um, in 2020. Um, And basically, what I'm doing is I follow three African guys, um, Chuck, um, Lawrence, and Oshoki. And um, here's the thing. In the African community, a lot of times... Parents don't want you to have a creative career because it doesn't bring any money. And understandably so, because a lot of us or a lot of our parents have come from Africa, where sometimes the situation is not always that great. And they just want security. It's not so much that they don't don't like creativity. It's just that, you know, they want you to have financial security. And so oftentimes, you know, when you're an entrepreneur or if you're working, uh, you know, you're a photographer or a painter, that's not looked at as a, a, you know, a good career. And so I wanted to follow them. They're pretty well established and they're good at what they do. And just to share their story, really. And um, also with that, again, storytelling, encouraging young Africans to, it's okay to go ahead and choose what you want to do as long uh, whether your parents agree with it or not, you know what I mean? Like, if that's your gift, go ahead and do something about it and see where it takes you, you know what I mean? And so, and they're they're doing very well for themselves. Like, Lawrence has, uh, um, he's been uh, featured in Times, uh, New Yorker, and um, I think uh, John, well, Oshoki has his own um, liquor company and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's doable. But uh I'm just excited to finally be working on this. It's been something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. And I've also recognized that I'm not, video editing is not my strength. You know what I mean? (laughs) If you've ever done video editing, it's time consuming and I don't like it. I learned in iMovie. It took me like four hours to do something. This very simple. (laughs) But I know that I'm good at creating and, and giving direction, right? So here, 
my purpose is directing, right? Hello. <laughs> um, and so um, I wrote I wrote out the um, the whole story, something I've been sitting on for years. It's not something that just happened overnight, mm-hmm. and then just got brought to people. And it's so funny because I've known these guys, and I've I've met them all here again. It's like I don't know. God just works in mysterious ways. I never knew that my 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 um, subjects would be in Chicago. Yeah, and here I am. I'm not even from Chicago. <laughs> um, and also the editor who's editing, uh, um, her name is Tishal. She's amazing. And we we all met on social media. Wow. So yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. So where are you submitting this documentary? Where can people view it when it finally does release? Well, it's going to be a private screening. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll share when the time comes. Okay. Um, but we're also going, I'm working with my sister-in-law who's in Toronto, and she's really big in the community over there. And we're going to take it there, too. Um, I have a friend who has given me information on how to submit this to um, the Toronto Film Fest, International Film Festival. So that's going to, you know, I'm just, I just want to tell a story. Whatever comes from that comes. Um, but I have, I have big plans. <laughs> so I want to know from you specifically, how do you decipher between a good idea and a God idea? Um, for me, a good idea is something that I come up with myself. A God idea is something that's given to me out of nowhere. It's like a, a spiritual <laughs> download, you know what I mean? Um, a good idea is something that for, for me doesn't come, it comes, I kind of have, it toils. Like it's not, it doesn't work easily. But for, if when it's a God idea, everything is just like perfect, perfect. And oftentimes a God idea takes time and it's not spontaneous. That's how it works for me. I love that. So leave the game changers here on Purpose Podcast with some parting words. What is on your heart to share with them? Um, Don't be concerned with your circumstances. Whatever you're in, you're in for a reason. Stand still. The storm passes. That was a drop the mic moment, y'all. So, I mean, Charlotte's interview was just so rich. And I just want to recap a few things that she said. First of all, she ended up in the United States. She did not speak a lick of English for the first part of her life. And that just shows resilience and commitment and that whatever you set your mind to, you can absolutely do it. I also loved how Charlotte touched on several moments in her life where she recognized that it was the Holy Spirit because things flowed. We talk about the intersection of divine timing and divine resources, divine connection, that being your place of alignment. And so when there is toil in your life, take a step back to say, is this a good idea or a God idea? And even if it is a God idea, is this something that I should be executing in this season? And then Charlotte gave some really, really great tips for entrepreneurs to not be moved by what you see people doing socially, to make sure that your idea has substance and to make sure that whatever it is that you are doing currently, that you are using it as fuel for your next season and your next endeavor. Charlotte, I am so 
thrilled that you dropped by the podcast oh my gosh. today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank oh, you're you amazing. so much. Please tell the Game Changers where they can connect with you right now. Yeah, uh, so you can follow me on social media, Charlotte A. Betts. Um, that's on um, Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page. And you can also follow Pine Size Faith um, at Pine Size Faith. Again, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much, Thank Charlotte. You. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by The Content House, a full-service media and project management agency, a.k.a. the group that has me feeling real official for Purpose Potential Podcast. The Content House offers a plethora of services for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives to level up in their content and media game. Whether you're talking about photography, videography, audio, or video podcast recording, logo design, website design, they offer the works in a state-of-the-art facility in South Holland, Illinois. I encourage you guys to check them out over at thecontenthousechicago.com. I want to hear from you. Take a screenshot of this podcast to let me know that you're listening. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asia Corinne. You can also download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Use the hashtag Purpose Potential Podcast. Also, if you have questions or comments, email me at hello at purposepotentialpodcast.com. Allow me to reintroduce myself just one more time. My name is Asia Corinne McGee, and I'm on assignment to help God's kingdom ambassadors to maximize their impact. I'll see you next week on Purpose Potential Podcast.